Crossing Church. It's Super Bowl weekend. Are you ready for that? Come on. Oh, you can do better than that. Come on. Yeah. We want to welcome all of our campuses from all over this region that are joining with us. Let's hear it. If you're from 48, let's hear 48. 48. Give it up for Macomb, Kirksville, 929, Pike County, Hannibal. Thankful for each and every one of you. Big shout out to Lima, Mount Sterling, Keokuk, Monmouth, Jacksonville. Those of you inside and, of course, the thousands of you watching online, we are so glad to be able to hang out with you this weekend. We believe it's going to be a wonderful time for each and every single one of you. Yeah. So who's going to win the Super Bowl? Let's hear it. Everybody at once. Who's going to win? Colts. No. Anyway. All right. Well, how many of you are cheering for the Bengals? How many of you are doing that? How many of you are cheering for the team that was formerly the St. Louis Rams? Let's ask the real question. How many of you are cheering for the commercials? <laughs> Praise God. I see those hands. I see those hands. Or the real winner of every Super Bowl, the food. How many of you have some incredible food plans? Um, I'm having a Regal Bowl or a Bougie Bowl at my house. I am doing uh, ribs as the appetizer, and I'm doing beef wellington as the main course. All of that meat will be consumed by the end of the first quarter, and then I'm going to get into the sweets. How it's not going to be pretty. How many of you are completely unsurprised by Clayton talking about meat? <laughs> I can't. I seriously cannot wait. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty jacked. Um, wait, this is well, you. Yeah, we're, we're going to get into a really, we're doing something special. This is the law of the bigger yes. Yep. Because we've been doing something for a number of years, and we're going to change it up, and I think you guys are going to be very blessed because we did, and we're going to tell you about that in just a little bit, but we want to make you aware of some really awesome, incredible opportunities. And the first one is that today is the first day that you get to sign up for camp, okay? And uh, there's, a, there's a QR code uh, that we're going to be putting up here. And so you can get out your phones. We're going to leave it up for a little bit, all of our locations. Just uh, get that with your camera. This is what is going to allow you uh, to uh, sign your kids up. And you'll lock in your child's spot, which means you win. That's right. right? You don't have to wait. You don't have to worry about it. It's going to be taken care of. And uh, you will have that guaranteed for you, and you don't want to miss that because God changes lives. That's exactly right. Big time at camp. So uh, before, we, uh, before we hop off of this, I know uh, you can do this. You can talk to your campus pastors or staff people, and they can help you get plugged in. If you're a grandparent, we know that there are a lot of grandparents that are making a huge strategic investment in their kids. A QR code, if you guys pull up your camera on your phone, if you have one of those, there's a little yellow box. You press that, and it'll allow you to actually sign your kid up for camp. The spots go relatively fast. Early bird pricing is good for at least a while, but we want to give you guys an opportunity to get in there right away. The second thing that we're extremely excited about is next weekend, we are going to start a sermon series all about the family. And uh, we are going to be, the sermon series is called Better, How to Win at Home. And we believe that everyone wants a better relationship with their family. Amen. Everybody wants a better relationship with their spouse. Definitely amen. Yeah. Well, maybe for you guys. I mean, no. Jennifer's fully satisfied, aren't oh, you, God. sweetheart? Oh, yeah. She, she said, Clayton, could you just tell more people how to be like you? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> not. Okay. Anyhow. 
uh, we got a dog that proves that we have marriage problems. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, that's more of the truth than I want to admit. Yeah. Uh, everybody wants a better relationship with their kids, better relationship with their grandkids, better relationship with their parents. Everybody wants that. That is a deep desire. And we believe that God and his word have tools that will help us have the relationships that we were designed to have. And we believe it's, help, it's possible with God's word and with God's presence. And we wanna invite you all and the people that you're in relationship with. If you're going, man, I've been looking for a great sermon series to invite my friends or my neighbors, you can just tell them, hey, for the next eight weeks, we're gonna be trying to have a better family. Do you want a better family? And I'm guessing the answer is yes. And I think that if you go on this journey and commit to what we're gonna be doing, you're gonna see God take unbelievable ground um, in your life from now all the way till Easter. Awesome. That being said, yeah, let's well, get to the party. I mean, I, I'm already in the party. I know you're a party I'm guy. I'm already in the party because I, I was out in the uh, in the lobby, and I've already had my first dose of nachos. Come on, preach. And uh, when this uh, service is over, I mean, there's a place set for me right there at the at the table. Uh, Think there'll and be nachos be, in heaven. Uh, yeah, and I don't know. Some of the other locations may be having other things besides nachos. Uh, 48, that's what we're having. But I don't know what it is, how you're celebrating Probably not with chicken wings this, this year, because, I mean, that is like, like buying lobster. But anyway, I mean, it's like, it's like crazy. But we are so excited that you're here, and we have this incredible treat for you. Listen, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for me to not put on a Colts jersey. There's some Colts jersey. All right, come on now. Oh, my goodness. That's right. It takes a lot. So what in the world would cause me to put on a Kansas City Chiefs Jersey, I'll tell you what it is. It's a guy that we met and uh, we shared with just, uh, and, and what, like a- Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. And, and came here and just an incredible guy, okay? Uh, and he is a Kansas City Chief, but uh, he dresses out every, not every only does he dress out for games, this guy plays 600 times a year. Yep. Because he is the mascot of the Kansas City Chiefs, K.C. Wolf. And K.C. Wolf, his, uh, his other name, his uh, uh, non-costume uh, name is Dan Mears. And Dan Mears uh, is a believer in Jesus Christ. He's a preacher. Yep. And he uses those 600 appearances he does it every year to tell people about Jesus Christ. And I'll tell you what, we had an interview time with him, oh, man. but that wasn't the part that, I mean, what you're going to hear is incredible, but the part that really got to me is he put on the, the, the suit and he went out there and you should have seen him with our preschoolers. You should have seen him uh, with people coming in, uh, doing uh, uh, Crossing Kids, uh, uh, the after school program. And I mean, he was just totally invested because he was seeing every one of those touch points is an opportunity to minister for Jesus Christ. I was so thoroughly yep. impressed with him. He's been doing it for 32 years. Yeah. So help me and Clayton uh, take this break from 30-second theology to welcome Dan Mears to the crossing. Would you give him a welcome? Thank you so much. <laughs> This is so good. So good to meet you. Oh, what, is, what a privilege. Well, thank you all for having me today. <laughs> so before we can get any further into the conversation, we have to address the game between uh, the Kansas City Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills that happened a little bit ago. 
What was that game actually like on the field? You know, I knew we had it all along. Oh, sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm kidding. I've done this Every for Every time I saw you hitting your head yeah, against the goalpost. I've done this for 32 years. I don't think I have ever experienced a game like that. My emotions were going like this. <laughs> Even though Casey Wolf has the permanent smile, yeah. looks like he's in complete control. Under the costume, I was like this. Okay. But, so uh, were all of us. Good guys won. Oh, So incredible. that's the obvious thing is how did you end up uh, as Casey Wolf, you know that's the, that's the question I get all the time. You know, as soon as people find out I'm a professional mascot, the question is, well, there's two. Number one, is it hot in the costume? Yes. <laughs> yes. Mascots use a cologne called Furbreeze. <laughs> but the other question I always get is, how did you get that job? Well, I started in college. I was Truman the Tiger at the University of Missouri. M- oh, Mizzou fans? Mizzou yeah. Tiger. Mizzou fans? My parents are Mizzou alum. Four years. And then I graduated, and I tell people that made my parents extremely happy because all my smart friends were graduating magnum cum laude. I graduated thank the laude. Yeah, that's right. I graduate, go out, get my first job working in professional baseball for the St. Louis Cardinals. Go Uh, Cards? Anybody Cards fans? Cards fans. If you look at this picture of Fred Bird, you can tell the guy that was uh, the bird before me was a short guy. I'm pretty tall. (laughs) That meant his feathers covered up a lot more than my (laughs) feathers covered up. It's riding pretty high. I'm I'm in St. Louis. I get a call from the Chiefs. They wanted to know if I'd be this character, KC Wolf. And I thought, you know, I'll look better in gray fur than yellow tights each day. So I came to Kansas City, and I've been there for 32 seasons now. Oh, my goodness. That's awesome. Absolutely. And you're the only... Uh, you're the OG. You're the original KC Wolf, right? I don't know if OG stands for original, original guy or gangster. old guy. You're the gangster. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm the OG. Now, one of the things that surprised me is how many different events you do over the course of a year individually and then as uh, there's a team of you now. But talk about how many events you do individually and then the team does. Yeah, there is never a shortage of appearances for sure. So we do birthday parties, wedding receptions, parades, uh, grand openings, school visits, church visits, nursing home visits, hospital visits. And so personally, I do about 325 to 350 appearances a year. And as a group, I'm the only full-time KC Wolf, but I've got a couple of backups that help me on the weekends. And last year, we did about 600 appearances. Oh, my goodness. This is absolutely incredible. What, what is it like uh, working in this suit? I mean, I mean, you know, just the, the, all the regalia on. And we're going to talk a little bit about some of, the, so, some of this that uh, you wear. Just explain what that's like. Just well, actually... I'll tell you what, in the month of February, it's not bad. In <laughs> August, it's not the best line of work to be in. But uh, yeah, so as you can imagine, it gets a little warm in the costume. I've got 23-inch tennis shoes. Uh, Casey Wolf's got 85-inch hips, so he's got some good-sized hips on him. And then, uh, you know, I wear my jersey, my, my sweatpants, and then I've got the uh, Casey Wolf head here. And uh, so, yeah, most guys go to work in a suit and a tail, or in a suit and a tie. I go to work in a suit and a tail, I tell folks. Well, you definitely have some lotion in your motion. Yeah, well, thank uh, you. Uh, you know, you got some glide in your slide or slide in your glide. I don't know what you call it. Oh. And, and uh, over on this other side, uh, there's something 
kind of sparkly and special. Well, Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, after the Super Bowl, you know, you get a Super Bowl ring. So we took my Super Bowl ring, took a bunch of pictures of it, sent it off to a 3D printer, and this is what came back. So this one fits Casey Wolf's finger, but it looks identical to the Super Bowl ring that I wow. was given, other than the fact that this one says Casey Wolf on the side. Mine's got my last name. How so. cool. Yeah, well, it's not an easy job, is it, being... Uh, the mascot. You've uh, risked life and limb multiple times and uh, come back with most of your, all of your life and most of your limbs, right? Can you explain yeah. a little bit about that? Like, what have you, I mean, the, the different stunts and tricks that you've done? We have been doing stunts for years, and I, I tell folks, mascots use this stuff called ibuprofen. I don't know if, te- <laughs> if preachers use that yeah. as well, but we use that on a consistent basis. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I'm always out doing stunts, and, and most of the time they go, well, once in a while things don't go as you plan. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. You know, uh, uh, you have a uh, a family. There's a there's a whole wolf family, there's right? A pack. I do like a, a wolf pack? pack. A pack of a, wolves. Casey Wolf got married to a fox about 28 years ago. Yeah, <laughs> look at picture that. Picture of my that's wife. Sweet. Yeah, I tell you what, that's my trophy wife. You can <laughs> you can tell we've been married a while. We're starting to look alike after 28 <laughs> years, but but you both have a smile on yeah, your face, so I don't think you need counseling. Here's a better picture of my family. It's all of us together. <laughs> no, every, everybody kind of looks like in my family, and uh, here's what we look like out of costume right here. My wife and I, my wife's in the red. We've got three great kids, and I love being a dad. That is the greatest job in the world. That beats being Casey Wolf any day, but all three of my kids brought me in for show and tell back in kindergarten, and I even got to trick-or-treat with them about 17 years ago at Halloween, and of course, I went as the wolf. My kids were the three little pigs that year, so I had a good time, but, uh, but now my you know, my kids are grown, and my wife and I are now doing that empty nest thing, and I'll be honest, that's been a lot of fun, too. We're, we decided we'd sell our house, and then we bought a house on a lake. I never dreamed how much fun a mascot could have on a lake. Here's a... I, br- I, I see you're bringing up the rear, and you're, you're getting you're yeah, listing a little bit there. Really, this is one of my backups here with the glasses on. Oh. He's a pastor. And, how cool. Uh, but... Yeah, that kind of gets my neighbor's attention when we bring the pontoon boat out with all the uh, When I ride on a boat and I'm sitting on the back, it looks about the same as that. Oh, man. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun at the lake, and it's just... And you you do some stunts on the lake, too, right? You know, every now and then I'll go out water skiing in my costume. The the inner tube's pretty easy. You just sit there and they drag you around the lake. But, uh, yeah, it's... uh, uh, mascots like to have fun. And, and by the way, if you look at that, it doesn't look like Casey Wolf is wearing a life jacket. That's because I can't get a life jacket over my outfit. But under the outfit where you can't see, I've got two life jackets on. <laughs> I was going to say, because yeah. if this thing gets waterlogged, it's a deal. It gets really heavy, and I love Jesus, but that's not how I want to meet him. It's in a wolf suit. You have some explaining. Yeah, you see the wolf on water skis. Trust me, i got two life jackets on. You just can't see them at the time. Well, you said you, you brought it up. You said you love Jesus. And what uh, was definitely a huge surprise to me is not only... Uh, are you Casey Wolf? Not only do you love Jesus, but you're actually an ordained pastor and have been, uh, f- you fill the pulpit from time to time. So talk to us a little bit about your relationship with the Lord. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, I've, the Lord gave me this crazy platform as an NFL mascot. 
And uh, as you said, I'm also an ordained minister. And, uh, but, you know, it, it's, it was interesting. I worked as a men's pastor at my church for several years, and it got to a point where I was just so busy of being a full-time mascot, part-time ministry, which there's no such thing as part-time ministry, as you right. know. And I was trying to be a good husband, a good father, and it, it was just more than I could do. And I knew that the Lord was like, okay, you're too busy. It's time to, you know, you've got to make a choice. And I, I prayed about it because I'm like, okay, do you want me to continue on in ministry? Because I was more than willing to do that. Or do you want me to continue in my job as KC Wolf? And what's interesting, I get more opportunities through this secular job of mine as K.C. Wolf than I did as a pastor at my church. Not that that job is not important because right. you know it's extremely important, but my, my goal is to reach people for Christ, you know, and, and, and I've got this crazy platform running around in a suit for the Kansas City Chiefs, and, you know, K.C. Wolf is just what I do do it's not who I am as you said first and foremost I'm a follower of Christ you know I'm a, I'm a child of God and the Lord just opens up so many doors for me to go out and just be able to share his love and his you know uh, what he's done in my life and you know he got a hold of my life when I was a senior in high school I'd grown up going to church um, as a kid went through the motions, you know, every Sunday showed up at church, said my prayers three times a day, because that's what we were expected to do before yeah. we got to eat, <laughs> prayed before bed, but it was just kind of a routine I followed. But my senior year of high school, I went to a fellowship of Christian athletes oh. camp um, that was held in St. Louis, and it was at that camp where the Lord really got a hold of my life, and I realized that um, I was, I was a, a sinner that needed a savior. And, yeah. and uh, at that, I was, back in 1985, I made a commitment to Christ at that camp, and he has changed me. Yeah. Man, and, and what a plan. What a plan. And who would have written that plan besides God? Yeah. Nobody yeah I, I tell people, <laughs> this is how I know that God has a sense of humor. Because when I was in high school, I sat on a bench in baseball, basketball, and football. I was a three-sport bench warmer. I was really good at it. <laughs> And then God turned around. He gave me a 32-year NFL career. Wow. Think, think about that. Yeah. <laughs> so and a Super only Bowl God yeah. does stuff like that. That's exactly so. right. Well, there's a lot of families gathering in a lot of different communities that are watching this right now. And I know you have a big heart for families. Your wife's in, involved in some of the challenges that are affecting families. We're getting ready as a church to go into a sermon series dedicated to help making families better uh, what would be something, a word of encouragement you'd want to give them? Yeah, my, my wife is a marriage and family therapist. She does counseling and counsels couples all the time. And, and it just, um, and I'll get emotional talking about this. It breaks my heart to see some of the, the family situations that kids are growing up in now. Mm. I've, got a, I've got a passion for kids, you know. Um, I once heard if you ask a man his occupation, you find out how he pays his bills. You ask a man his preoccupation, then you're going to discover the passion of his life. My occupation's mascot. I pay my bills in this suit. But my preoccupation, what I'm passionate about, uh, for me it's simply three things. Number one is my faith. Number two is my family. 
Number three is just using my life to make a positive impact in this world for Christ. You know, in the back of my Bible, I've got a quote that says, God didn't put us on this earth to make a living. He put us here to make an impact. And I believe that as as believers, as, as followers of Christ, we're called to be difference makers in this world that we live in. We're called to be salt and light. And, you know, it's, it's got to start in my own home, you know, as, as, a, as a father, as a husband. Uh, I want to model Christ for my kids. I, when they look back at their dad, I don't want to be remembered just as Casey Wolf. Yeah. I want them to remember my dad loved Jesus. Yeah. My dad loved my mom. Come on. And my dad loved people. Yeah. And I, and I get emotional talking about it, but I'm passionate about this. Yep. Christ has given me this crazy platform to go out, and I know how he's changed my life. And if he can change my life, I know he can change your life as well. Yep. And I see it happen all the time, the difference that Christ makes, not only in someone's life, especially as a husband, that carries over into my marriage, that carries over as who I am as a father and, um, you know, and the Lord is just, you, you walk with him. My pastor likes to say, you never live life obedient, ab- abundantly until you learn to live life obediently. Mm. And I've learned that is so That's true so that in my life, when I choose to live in obedience to Christ, that all these other things come my way, love, joy, peace, kindness, patience, goodness, faithless, all those fruits of the spirit, you know, there's an, another big monster out there called sinfulness. Yeah, you know, no. it's funny. I just watched a documentary. I think it was on the history channel called monsters quest. And I tell you what, I watched that and, I, and there's all these crazy monsters they talked about. And I, I decided I'd watch one episode cause I was sitting at home. I was bored stiff and I'm like, I'll just watch one episode. So I watched this episode on the Loch Ness monster had all these supposed experts talking about it and we got to the end of that hour and I'm like that Loch Ness monster isn't real and but I I got to thinking about it I'm like you know what I've got some monsters in my life that are real okay there's one called selfishness I've got the sinfulness monster you know the the, uh, I get all these nest monsters in my life sinfulness selfishness pridefulness but you know what I've also got another monster it's bigger than all those others. And it was called the forgiveness monster. Hmm. And that's what Christ did in my life. Yeah. He took a sinner and he, he forgave my sins. Come on. I don't deserve it. It's his grace, his amazing grace. Yeah. And when you just get a taste of that grace, just a little bit, it'll change you. Oh my I goodness. realize I'm a sinner saved by grace. Yeah. I'm not going to get into heaven because I was a good guy who ran around in a costume, made people smile, visited people in hospitals, hugged old ladies at nursing homes, made, walked women down the aisle on their wedding day. <laughs> Being good's not going to get me to heaven. Yep. The only thing that's going to get me to heaven is what Jesus Christ did for me on a cross. Come on. And I, I, like I said, I gave my life to him my senior year of high school, and I'm a work in progress. You can ask my wife. You yeah. know? I am a work in progress, but I am so thankful that uh, he has taken a sinner like me, he's forgiven me, and he's given me a new identity. You know, my identity is not Casey Wolf. You know, 
Like I said, Casey Wolf is just what I do. It's not who I am. Who yeah. I am, I'm a forgiven follower of Christ. I'm a, I'm a child of God. And that identity right there, that's not going to change. Okay. One of these days, you know, um, this old body's going to say, nope, I don't care how much ibuprofen you're giving me. I'm not doing this anymore. You know, at some point, there's probably going to come a day when I'm not going to be KC Wolf anymore. That's just going to change what I do. That's not going to change who I am. Yeah. Who I am, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. And you know what? It's, uh, it's changed me. It's, it's why I walk around with this big goofy grin on my face. You yeah. know, I smile a lot, not just because my parents put me through braces and I got straight teeth now, but the reason I truly smile is because Jesus Christ got a hold of my life. He's changed me and yeah. uh, he's changed my family. And when you have... When you reach a point in life, when you're so grateful for what he's done in your life, guess what? I don't make your eyes water. Yeah. That's right. Somebody told me once, if your eyes don't water, your head will swell. Think about that. <laughs> so yeah. you, you see my eyes water, well, so don't get a big head. The truth right. of what you're sharing is the heartbeat of this church. And for those of you that are watching this message right now, uh, you, I want you to hear me. That, that truth is not, not just his truth. That's not just Jerry's truth. It's not just... My truth, it, it is the truth. And you can have that intimate, personal relationship with Jesus Christ today. You can experience that life change. And we want to give uh, our campus pastors an opportunity uh, to talk to you about what that looks like. a little bit more than you think. Because for a lot of us, whether it's been in the past or you're still doing it today, we put on costumes all the time. A costume is designed to hide what's underneath or to show and, and hide and cover up things. And for some of us, man, there's a lot of stuff. If you're, if you're honest with yourself, there's a lot of things you don't want the world to see about you. There's a lot of struggles there's uh, some sin because we all sin, we all fall short, we all have these, these things that separate us from God, and so what do we do when we wake up in the morning? We put on this costume, so when we go to work, or we go into our schools, or when we, when we talk with our family or friends, we don't want them to see who we really are, the brokenness of who we are, and so we put on a costume. And the truth of the matter is, listen, when you are in Christ Jesus, when you submit to him and you surrender your life to him and you start an intimate personal relationship with Jesus Christ like Dan referred to, listen, you can put that costume away. And when you are united with him in the waters of baptism, it says that you are clothed in him. You put on these new clothes. And when you go out, it doesn't matter what people see. People see Jesus through you. And listen, when you make that decision to accept Christ, to surrender your life to him, to start that intimate personal relationship with him, it changes everything. It changes everything. Now listen, on Sunday, when the Bengals, they score a touchdown, people are going to go crazy. When, when the Rams, when they intercept a pass, people are going to just hoot and holler and they're going to yell at the TV or they're going to, the stadium's going to go crazy. At the end of the game, people are going to go mad. But when one person 
who's far from Jesus, takes off this costume of trying to pretend to, they're being someone they're not, and they put on the clothes of Christ, and they're united in that water. They make that decision to start that relationship. Listen, there is no greater celebration here on earth or in heaven because there is going to be a huge roar. And for some of you, you've never, you've never experienced that. You've never started that. And so, if you're watching online right now and, and you want to start that relationship, you're like, man, I'm tired of, of, of living, like trying to be someone I'm not. I'm, I'm tired of carrying this, this, this brokenness, this sin. I'm ready to just put on the new clothes that Christ offers me. Listen, there's going to be a button right on your chat right now. A chat host will talk with you what it looks like to start that relationship. But if you're here in this room, I'm telling you, if that's your decision today, you get in that water, you make a decision to live your life for Jesus, this room's going to go crazy. And if it doesn't, I'm going to be jumping up and down, going crazy. But more important than that, heaven will be going crazy because one sinner repented and came to Jesus. I think that's pretty special. And if that's you, I'm going to be right over by the baptistry. I love to help walk you through that decision. It's the very best thing you could do tonight and this weekend. For the rest of us in this room, those who have put on the new clothes of Christ, we've been walking with Jesus, there's probably two camps you're in right now, if you're honest with yourself as well. For some of you, you've been following him for a while, but for some reason, that old costume is just kind of hanging in your closet still. I mean, you put on Christ, but every once in a while, that costume's kind of peeking at you, and you're like, temptation's hitting you. Maybe there's some temptation hitting you right now, and, and you're just like, they're like, come back to the old. Listen, you are a new create. You are, you are his child. You are loved. And maybe for you right now, the best thing you could do tonight, this weekend, this moment, is in just a little bit, the worship's going to start. These steps are going to be open, and you just come. Get on your knees and say, Lord, Renew this passion inside of me. Remind me who I am in you. Allow me to keep my eyes fixed on you, Jesus. And you can do some incredible business with the Lord tonight. But for all of us, listen, I love how Dan said his occupation was the chief mascot. His passion was his, was his faith, his family, and being an example and telling people about the good news of Jesus Christ. And for you guys in this room, you have that one person. You do. You have that, you have that one person who has not experienced this, this forgiveness. They've not experienced a newness in Christ yet. And, he, and God has placed a heavy burden on your heart. He wants to use your story. He wants to use you right where you're at. So I'm going to encourage you, man, if you have that one person, you have a couple people that's just on your heart, maybe they're even here next to you. Listen, you can come and just bring them to the steps and just praise God that, 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 that they're here or, or pray for them, that you would just, that God would just ignite their hearts for him. Let's storm the gates of heaven for those people that we need to reach. But listen, he wants to use your story and he wants to use you right where you're at. So let's be bold this week. Let the passion come outside of you 
and proclaim the good news to our friends and family. But listen, let's, let's move right now. Let's stand to our feet. I'm going to pray, and I'm going to encourage you. We need to be a church of movement, a, a church that gets on their knees and humbles ourselves. So Heavenly Father, I, I give you thanks. Lord, I love having fun. I, I love a gathering with our people. But God, if we're just a church that is full of spectators, we miss out. So God, I just want to I want to be a church that engages with your word, that responds to your call, that doesn't just sit still, that moves and, and, and changes. God, change us. I pray for just the boldness of maybe just that one tonight that they want to put on the new clothes of Christ. They can be united with you tonight, and everything will change because of that, God. I pray for those who don't know you. God, that we would be a church that doesn't stay quiet. That we're a church that uses our stories to tell people about what you have done in our life. God, give us the platform. Give us the courage. Let us be a church that moves. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.